0: Hey, York Alliance! Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, November 7th, Election Day in America. Hope you're doing well. Today, as we pursue Jesus together, it's good to be back with you. It was great to be together on Sunday. Man, such a glorious celebration. Uh, So thankful for the team as they led us, and the time to just be together, to revel in the beauty of, of who Jesus is, the love that he has for us, and the way that that love is manifest uh, into us as we love the world around us and offer hope to the people that uh, we come in contact with. And so um, I hope you're doing well today as we continue on this journey. If you weren't with us on Sunday um, and really through this entire series, I think this is a really important series for us to get our arms around. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't been uh, with us through the series, it would be great to go back and uh, kind of work through any of those pieces that you've missed along the way as we've talked about preaching the gospel together and what it means to be preaching the gospel. And this week we talked about what it means to preach through our living. So, uh we've spent a lot of time talking about our preaching, our teaching, our our words. And uh those are really important. Uh, that that whole uh, idea that has been attributed to a variety of different people that says preach the gospel uh, and whenever necessary use words. Uh that's kind of a a silly concept that i would not necessarily ascribe to um particularly in our current environment um our our, our world statistically is far and away uh, the the vast majority of people depending on your uh statistic it could be anywhere from 75 to 90% or more of the people in the world believe that people are genuine g- generally good and that um uh in essence people are good and so in a world where people believe in the goodness of humanity, regardless of whether that's biblical or right or a reality or not, in a world where people believe in the goodness of humanity, if I don't use words, if I don't connect my actions to my faith, then all people will assume is that I'm better at being good than they are, right? So when I when I live in a way that reflects the gospel, it's not going to reflect the gospel. It's going to reflect the goodness of man. And uh, that's why using words is so important. I need to connect the way that I'm living and the things that Jesus is doing in me to the work of Jesus himself, that it's not just uh, me, and it's not just me uh, being good or being better at being good than other people, but it's uh, actually this, uh, th- this deep transformation that's happening in me because of the work of Jesus. And so that's really important. That said, this week, I, I wanted to dig into... The idea of how do you live in a way that begs the question? The the idea from 1 Peter chapter 3 that we would be ready to give an answer to any who ask about the hope that we have. And of course, we have to live in a way that would get people to ask, right? And that's the heart of uh, what we were talking about on Sunday. I won't go back and retread uh, all of that, although I was just fascinated. I know there was kind of a deep dive at the beginning there of um, some historical nerdery, but... Um, man, I, as I studied the history of the early church and some of the ways that the early church begged the question, I was just so taken by the fact that uh, their world and our world are parallel in many, many different ways, that there are lots and lots of things that are happening in the world around us that press against a, um, a an honest and healthy version of Christianity. And because of that, Um, And there there are some parallels that are really worth us digging into. That was the reason for the historical nerdery. But um, as we uh, we live life, we need to live in such a way as to beg the question. And so there's a variety of different ways to look at that, and we dug into a few of them. I want to go a little further into the idea of suffering this morning. Because Peter, as we talked about on, on Sunday, assumes suffering and persecution it's not a um if you experience persecution or even at those rare times when you experience persecution he's saying the the entirety of your experience is going to be being persecuted you you are going to be pressed upon by the world around you and now I, I would say that that's not anywhere close to where we are today i mean I, I would say even the most faithful christians in uh, the most uh, difficult places within the American cultural context don't experience anything close to the persecution that Peter was talking about. However, um, there is a press that will be on us as we stand up for some of the things that are just true in the world around us. And so um, we, we looked at those five characteristics of the early church and I believe um, honestly, five characteristics of the scriptures as I read them, uh, multi-ethnicity, multi-socioeconomic and the rich caring for the poor, a sanctity of human life, a uh, value on traditional marriage and sexuality and n- the ethic of nonviolence. If we ascribe to all five of those, we, we will likely not get burned at the stake or beheaded, but we will have persecution. We will have people who are pushing against us. And uh, what Peter's saying is the the response that you have to suffering is uh, indicative of the, the hope that you have in Christ. That as people push against you, you should anticipate it. In fact, you should recognize that it's a validation of holding to the truth of the gospel. And this is uh, kind of throughout the letter of First Peter. He talks about that idea. But but an aspect that I think is really important, maybe particularly on this election day, for us to uh, to to dig out of there, is that Peter talks very specifically about suffering for righteousness' sake. Or let, let me say that a different way: suffering because we've been faithful to Jesus, not because we've responded unfaithfully. Meaning, there are times that we suffer, and we suffer because we're being jerks. We, we suffer because we're, we're not treating the world around us with kindness. We suffer because we're not uh, dealing well with the people that are around us and we're reacting negatively to them. We suffer um, because we're being arrogant or we suffer because we're being judgmental of others. And in those instances, I don't believe Peter's saying, well done for your suffering. I believe he's saying, repent. I believe he's saying, turn back. That's that final uh, phrase that we looked at at the back end of verse 15, do this with gentleness and respect. Uh, that's the heart of what it means for us to do this with gentleness and respect, to, to care for and, and love the world around us with intentionality. And so uh, I, I think that's really important. It's important for us to recognize. Uh, we live in a world where people um, at times really glorify bad behavior in response to righteousness. There's a um, a, a sense in which uh, the people who think differently than us are like our enemies, and so therefore, anything, uh, 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 everything goes. You know, it doesn't, re- anything goes. It doesn't really matter uh, what I do as long as I stand against the, the evil around me. And that's not the way Peter talks. Peter talks about being righteous in the face of evil, true evil, uh, evil that's far beyond uh, what you may see on the extreme right or the extreme left. Uh, evil that is far different than what's typical within our society, evil that is burning people at the stake and beheading people. And and there is a gentleness and respect that Peter admonishes uh the, the early Christians to have. And so as we think about that, I, I want to encourage you to think through what it what would it look like for me to live in such a way towards my enemies, towards people who persecute me or who press against me, people who see the world very differently than we. What would it look like for me to live among them in such a way that they would say, wow, like you're, you're caring for me in a unique way. You're, you're still loving me, even though I'm pushing against you, even though I'm, I'm really challenging you. There's a a love that you have for me that transcends all of that. What would it look like for us to live in that kind of way? I, I think that's what Peter's asking of us. I think that's the invitation that Peter's giving to us, that we would live in a way um, based on our righteousness that um, would respond well to the suffering that is inevitably to come. And that's, I guess, how it would end today, that if we're going to be faithful on all five of those characteristics of the early church, we're going to be faithful to the the teachings of Jesus biblically on all sides, not just the ones that we're comfortable with or the ones that are uh, easiest for us to engage, but on all sides of the teachings of Jesus, of uh, what we would call the gospel, um, we are going to be faithful. We will have people push back against us. And the the decision that we need to make is how will we respond to that? Not whether we're right or wrong, but how will we respond to people made in the image of God who are pushing against us? Will we uh, go at them aggressively in a way that is um unkind and is a cutting or will we bless them? And I think what Peter's saying is as you bless people who are persecuting you, you're suffering for righteousness sake. And by suffering for righteousness sake, your life is begging the question. And so I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would be yours, that you would experience his goodness as your life and my life beg the question of the world around us, that we would Live in such a way that people would indeed ask about the source of the hope that we have. Why do we live in such a way? And so um, as you live, may you have a life that begs the question. I pray you have a great rest of the day today. Uh, may you experience his goodness changing you from the inside out and flowing from you to a waiting and watching world. Looking forward to being back with you again tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.